Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast, which now includes a specific thread for the Women Into Business Academy. My name is Julie Hogbin, your host on both podcasts, and if you have any questions on anything you hear, please ask, and if you would like a specific topic covered, let me know, and if you like what you hear, please share. This episode is on effective meeting facilitation, which being recorded in January 2021 has certainly been a learning process over the last few months with everything that has happened during 2020 and where we are with the increased capacity of working from home and technology. And there's a new platform just arrived on the on the scene which is called Clubhouse which is basically an online verbal social media platform which has really got me thinking about what is effective meeting facilitation when you can sometimes see people but not always so sometimes uh, these meetings that we are now holding will be purely verbal and online I've thought long and hard about what is effective meeting facilitation in the, you know, in 2021. And it's not changed that much, actually, is what I need to say up front. So effective meeting facilitation basically goes through a process and in reality needs additional skills because you may not be seeing people so you may be hearing them or you may be seeing them but they're on mute so there are things to be considered with body language listening skills and all of that nice jazz and initially I'm going to go through an effective meeting what does it look like what do we need to know when do we need to know it and sort of who does what when So initially, to have an effective meeting, wherever it is, whatever it's about, whoever chairs it, whoever is in the audience, is what is the purpose of the meeting? Why are you holding the meeting in the first place? And if you can get that decision made up front and published, however you might do that, then that will certainly facilitate a far more effective meeting. So thinking about what's the purpose of the meeting, is it an information provision of information meeting or is is it a gathering of information meeting? Is it a meeting where you will be expecting decisions to be made and on what subject? Or is it a meeting for consultation, depending on the subject? Are you consulting with people around something? Or is it a general meeting for a catch-up, for a communication, to stay in touch, to look after the emotional welfare of your team? Get the purpose of the meeting up front and out there first, and then everybody that's involved in that meeting knows what it's about. With any meeting, you have the start of the meeting. Well, now let's go back one step, actually. You have before the meeting. So it's a five-stage process, basically. You have before the meeting, 
We can look at what that means. You start the meeting. You have the middle of the meeting where the majority of the work is done. And then you have the end of the meeting and follow up. And follow up would include action points, action plan. Who does what? That sort of thing. So let's have a look at this. So before the meeting, what really does need to happen? Who's invited? Who needs to be at the meeting? And please don't have everybody at a meeting if they don't need to be there. So before the meeting, all that is being planned. You're inviting the people that actually truly need to be at the meeting. The pre-work for the meeting goes out to those that are required to have it and those that who need to read it prior to. So if there's if it's a decision making meeting, the people before they attend the meeting need to have that information to um, make the decision. Now, I know this sounds pretty basic and I'm sure all of you listening to this have run meetings before. And I'm sure all of you listening to this have been in meetings that have been run really badly and you get to the meeting and you haven't got the information required to make the decision at the meeting or even to express any opinion on because it's not been sent to you prior. Provide the information before the meeting in a timely manner. So not at midnight, the day before the meetings to be held at 8am in the morning. Allow people to have enough time to read the document, digest the document, comment on the document in their own way before they come to the meeting. So you then go from before the meeting, you've got the right people at it, they've got all the information they need prior to coming to the meeting and then you start the meeting. And with any meeting, it starts on time, regardless of who's in the room. And with any meeting, it is around rewarding the behaviour of the people that are on time in the meeting and punishing the behaviour of the people who are not at the meeting on time. And I'll say this, and it might cause a few stirs, it doesn't matter who that person is. There are power imbalances or potential power imbalances when we run meetings and the meeting starts and a person of authority isn't at the meeting, so everything gets delayed. We need to learn how to respect the time and the attention and the intent of everybody that's at the meeting. So we start it on time. Now, you may start it with doing introductions. You may not start it with, with introductions. What you will start any meeting with is with a summary of what the meeting's about. You may, as part of the start, do a quick review of anything from the previous meeting if this is a meeting that is a, a rolling um, meeting. And you may not do that. It depends on how you set these things up in the first place. So you start it and then the chunk of the work is all done in the middle. And this is where you will either talk, ask questions, discuss, consult. You'll go from one subject to the next, dependent on the agenda of the meeting. And every good meeting will have an agenda that's published so everybody knows where they are. Dependent on the agenda of the meeting, you may have guest speakers coming in to do their bit. They don't need to be in the meeting for the whole time. They'll come in to do their bit, answer the questions, provide the information and leave. 
You then go on to the end of the meeting. So the meeting will close at the time specified when you set the meeting up. So any good meeting will have a start time and a finish time. That allows people to plan it into their diary. So the meeting ends and then what you will have after that is the follow-up of the meeting. So you might be issuing minutes of the meeting, you might be following up on action points that had been agreed during the meeting, you may be having conversations with people after the meeting that had been agreed during the meeting. So there will always be a follow-up, there'll always be an action plan. Unless, of course, it's a meeting where you are purely on catch-up and it's a more informal meeting rather than a formal meeting. And it may be for the benefit of purely and simply a catch-up to see how everybody is. And generally on those types of meetings, you're not going to get a follow-up unless you need to. Depends what comes out. You probably haven't got an action plan. It is a how-are-you type meeting. Within all of that process, so you've got your agenda. Your agenda may include any other business and it may not. I've seen so many business meetings where any other business took over the whole agenda of the meeting and then add in an hour to the time, which is not good an effective meeting facilitation. So think about what your any other business may be. I've also been in meetings where there was no any other business. It all got put on the agenda. And if it wasn't on the agenda, it didn't get discussed. Depends on how you want to run your business, your, your business meetings or any meeting, actually. So as part of that whole process, who is chairing the meeting? And it doesn't have to be the same person chairs every single meeting. Chairing meetings is a skill set. Chairing meetings is an absolute opportunity for people to develop their skills. And being in meetings that are chaired poorly increases the length of time and can be very frustrating for people. If a meeting is chaired appropriately, those that need to have the airspace have the airspace. Those that don't need to have the airspace don't have the airspace. And I'm talking about you know, contribution to the meeting. Maybe there's another audible on that. So please listen to the some of the communication episodes that I've done. Because there'll be more about emotional contagion. There'll be more about emotional conversations. There'll be more about communication in general. So then think about who contributes to the meeting. So who contributes? Who's allowed to contribute? Who do you want to contribute? When do they contribute? And how are you going to get them involved? So there is a process within an effective meeting facilitation. Who's controlling the room? So is it you or is it someone else? And as I've just mentioned, it could be a fabulous development opportunity for somebody to learn how to chair a meeting. And it may be, and I'm talking to you who's listening to this, it may be that you, as much as you are the initiator of the meeting, do not want to chair the meeting. That's perfectly normal and that's perfectly okay. 
whoever is chairing the meeting, how do you manage the contributions of those involved and how do you encourage others to speak? Now, if you've got a visual meeting going on, so you know you may be in a room or you may be on, just as an example, on Zoom and you've got people with their, you know, their photos up, which may be a photo or a video. Again, that needs to be thought about in advance. How do you encourage others to speak? So you've got all of the processes then to manage of muting, unmuting, whether you're going to put people into rooms or not into rooms to have the discussion out of the main meeting. There's lots of technological advances currently that are really enabling people to have effective meetings, but then it needs to be managed, which is where you may need a backup or a support or somebody to do that bit for you. And then really thinking about what culture do you want to create within your meetings? There'll be another episode on on culture, but what is the culture you want to create within your meetings? Do you want a free-for-all culture? Do you want a managed culture? Would you like an autocratic culture? Would you like a culture of fun and laughter? Would you like a culture where people come to the meeting with their breakfasts or with a cup of tea? Or do you want a more formal culture? Do you want people to appear, and especially if we're in a home environment, Think about whether you want people to appear in business dress or not. Do you want people to appear, if you've got a guest speaker, how do you want them to approach the meeting? Now, this would be the same in any meeting and probably even more important now when you really think about working within and from a home environment. If you're online and you're using Zoom or any of those other wonderful technological advancements that we've got within all of this, if you've got a guest speaker coming in, whatever, regardless of what your business in, do you want your staff team or whoever's in the meeting to have a backdrop of the company? Or do you want to see the curtains in their living room? And within Zoom, you can certainly put backdrop on. There are lots and lots of things to be considered about how to run an effective meeting and facilitating that effective meeting within the working from home environment. Do you want people to mute or do you want them to be online? Do you want to unmute them or do you want them to unmute themselves? Do you want to record the meeting or not record the meeting? Do you want somebody to take minutes or will you audio record it and then make the minutes from that transcript? There is so much to effective meeting facilitation and there's some powerful, powerful tools that you can use to support you. But in its basics, you've got the five stages. So what do you need to do before the meeting? How are you going to start the meeting? How long is the middle of the meeting and what is contained within it? How are you ending it? So are you going to all say goodbye or do you just close and make sure, please make sure you end it on time? And then what is the follow up? How are you going to capture the action points that have been made through the beat, through the meeting? Going back to the origin of the meeting, what's the purpose? Is it for information? Is it decision? Is it for a consultation? Is it a catch up and how is everybody? So more of a... Um, 
an emotional intelligence type meeting. Think about the agenda and whether you have any other business or not. Who's chairing it? And how do you rotate the chair, if that may be something you're thinking of doing? And how do you manage the contribution? So who says what, when and how? How are you managing the contribution and how, how will you encourage others to speak? And what culture do you want to create? So a relatively short thought process on effective meeting facilitation and what that means. And once again, if you have any questions for me, please ask. I am here to help. Thank you for listening to the Conscious Leadership and the Women Into Business Academy episodes. If you have any questions, please ask. You can find me on all of the normal social media channels along with Facebook pages and groups, LinkedIn pages and a YouTube channel. If you like what you have heard, please share to spread the message. And if you have anybody or a subject matter that you would like me to either interview or talk about, please let me know.